0: <laughs> Fun oh, times. All this shit with the orthopedic surgeon this week it was it's just been—it's
1: been. Oh yeah, dude. I, no, yeah, I going to talk to you about that. But, uh,
0: we can talk about it later. Right yeah. now, we can talk about Trey Azigthoff like fucking cutting himself repeatedly and gushing blood to the point that he should have gone to the ER, but never would. I don't guess that's I one it, does. Sorry, but you know. Anyway, that's, that's how he. That's how he rolled, dude.
1: That's... I, I believe it. I believe Every it. show.
0: <laughs> mm, <yeah. laughs> a lot
1: We had, uh, a, you know. Got a channel that uh, Iggy Popper. I um, know he one of the less channel, shiters, like, I don't need a GG Allen,
0: dude. Have you ever read interviews with that dude? Anyway, we won't do podcast. Not. It's uh, it's like a Sumerian high priest. I don't know. It's it's, it's very confusing. Yeah,
1: yeah. Eh, you know, from Satan to Sumerian, but whatever. Yeah, yeah. You know. <laughs> Gozer the Destroyer. <laughs>
0: <laughs> really? Some somebody asks you if you're from the. Tampa death metal scene, you say yes.
1: <laughs> that's, that's right. And welcome back again to Thunderdome Metal Reviews. I'm Benjamin Lindsay. With me, as always, are Tracy Newport and Dr. David Pizzo. And with us again for this hallowed occasion of more Tampa area, well, air, not era, area death metal.
0: It's both, it's, it's area th- and the era.
1: And that's quite- true.
2: And more obscure, random heavy metal information.
1: Yes, is Buck Thornton. How are you gentlemen doing tonight? Doing good. That is awesome. So we're here to talk about the... You sound so far away, Buck. I didn't hear him at all, so that's why I I didn't
0: either. Can you hear me?
1: I hear you now, yes.
0: I heard like a faint echo in the distance, like you were in a cave and we were supposed to lower you (laughs) a rope. I thought I'd lower you a
1: It was the uh, he was in the Sumerian death chamber. You're damn right he was. <laughs>
0: uh, yeah, let's talk about some death metal.
1: What I, I would do? Death did
0: metal, the death, the death metal. <laughs>
1: uh, it, yeah. So this is the fourth studio album by Morbid Angel, Domination, released in 1995 on May 9th, to be exact, for Earache Records in Europe and Giant in North America produced by morbid angel and bill kennedy has a runtime of 44 minutes and 45 seconds unless you had the japanese version which had bonus tracks which i did not have and i've never heard but um the band at the time was david vincent on bass and vocals trey esagoth or Thoth, i guess on guitars and keyboards eric rutan on guitars and keyboards and pete commando sandoval on drums
0: It's all about Pete the Commando Sandoval.
1: Dude, that dude is so good.
0: Uh, This was a Scott Burns Morris all the way thing, right? Yeah. Yeah,
1: of course it was.
0: No, it's from the, it's from the, what I'm going to call the (laughs) Rococo, like the, perhaps past its peak, but the the Tampa scene in full effect. Should I Mm -hmm. talk about why I picked this? Because I inflicted this on, on.
1: Yeah. You I
0: think so, yeah, had you all done Covenant? I can't quite remember. But there's been so many spreads. No, we there. haven't. This is the first Morbid Angel that we've done. Oh, shit. Maybe I should have started with that, but maybe not. Anyway, <laughs> uh, I like Morbid Angel. I find them superior to some of the other things that came out of that scene. Uh, I re-listened today Cannibal to Cannibal Corpse. I re-listened to our Cannibal Corpse episode today. I'm like, mm, I don't feel like I like this very much. Anyway, <laughs> uh, I really dig Morbid Angel. Um both just because they're amazing and also for dumb reasons like Beavis and Butthead, but you know, I, I am literally that age group. So, Uh, and I was super pumped when this album came out, it was uh, right between, I guess, college, uh, high school and starting college. Uh, And uh, I think it's an underrated album, which I'm happy to defend. Um, No, the album before it and after I don't really like it uh indeed the lineup changed after this like david vincent went his way for a while though he comes back uh and it is it's certainly not their heaviest album but uh you know the production is gorgeous on this album holy shit in terms of how good it sounds and i i would argue that they stumbled in terms of this like hey let's be completely satanic and evil but be slightly more listenable uh i feel like they sort of stumbled onto something that you know i think sweden replicated over and over and over a lot of the bands that tracy likes uh i'm not gonna call this melodic death metal exactly but uh it's maybe melodic death metal adjacent so i think it's ultimately i just love morbid angel i think it's an underrated album i can go on and on obviously but well buck is like a death metalologist so i'm sure he <laughs> is. i'm sure he's got some math for us and how this works
2: well you were saying death metal adja- or melodic death metal adjacent and i could see this being almost what was carcass when did that come out Heartwork.
0: 93 so at the same time's covenant. So
2: this I think this is probably more like one of those foundational works that did we to More Like Death Metal? Because you're seeing a lot of the same overtones that are prominent in that style in this album.
0: I think so. Even the symphonic shit. I mean, it's I feel like yeah. it anticipates a lot of what Scandinavia was gonna carpet blast the world with. <laughs> yeah. You more than that later when we f- talk about a Finnish band <laughs> in a subsequent episode. But I, I, I think that's so interesting that you're
3: um, likening the sound of this album to the like the Scandinavian scene to me, I hear far more of a Pantera turn sort of thing, interesting of an American modern metal sort of thing going on as opposed to some sort of European death which is one of the reasons I have a troubled relationship with this album. Uh, sometimes I put it on and I'm just like floored by it, like Jesus Christ. Like some of the riff work I'm, I sure. used to hear is just absolutely lethal. Other times I put it on and it's just like. God, this sounds like wannabe Pantera. It's just, God. I I do. I don't like it at the same time. (laughs) It's one of those albums
1: for me. I see what you're saying there because not that they didn't have some slow stuff on the previous album, Sagata Emptiness is pretty fucking slow. But this is a slower tempo album overall approaching groove or if you want to be less generous even though i really like this subgenre sludge yes
0: yeah, so um yeah.
1: so i i can definitely see that southern influence that i don't feel is in cannibal corpse or some of the other um death metal bands operating in and around tampa at, at this time
0: that's probably why i, I like it <laughs> I'm like, oh, now that you say that, that makes it sound even better, Buck. <laughs> <laughs> Did you just say Pantera? Sorry. <laughs> well, it's, it's not necessarily a bad thing,
3: but it's it's I mean it's very apparent on, you know, the, the single from the album or the slime was. that's that is pretty true with Pantera. Like Groovy Riff and everything like that, you can tell they're really trying to harken into that. Yeah, I
0: think they nail it though. I think they yeah,
3: groovy riff like, are badass yeah. on here. Yeah. It's not meant to be disparaging um, as much as I make it. As much as
1: that makes I will have to say, and it's slightly unfair perhaps, because this is their fourth album, but these dudes are such better musicians than Cannibal Corpse was at this time.
0: Oh, God, oh, yes. they are yes. Uh, better than Cannibal Corpse was at uh, 95 as well.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> well, like, you know, we're
2: talking about these different styles in here, and one out this album has moments of it, but a lot of death metal at times can feel discordant, and these guys are not as discordant as it feels like a lot of death metal from this era is.
1: I have to ask the question of you guys, because if you were going to compare it to something over in Europe, I wouldn't necessarily go with melodic death metal, unless you think this band is melodic death metal. But this album specifically reminds me of like the last Behemoth album.
0: I can see that.
2: I can see that at times. And then at other times, I picked up on what would probably be the influence for some of Gojira's
0: stuff. Mm. I think ultimately they, after Beavis and Bud had happened in Covenant, which fucking rocks, and maybe I'll inflict that on us next, really just wanted do to, to do that one. They, they really wanted to just taste the rainbow. I think they openly decided like, hey, maybe we should get a bunch of fans. And sometimes that turn is a disaster when bands do that. <laughs> uh, we could maybe talk about a, rhyme that, a band that rhymes with Fatalica, but anyway, I <laughs> you know, but I, you know, I felt like this album was really good and I liked the weird, trippy sort of interludes. And I mean, these guys are really intense dudes, way more intense than, in some ways than Cannibal Corpse, in terms of how serious they are. I was, I told uh Tracy and Ben I was rereading the death metal chapter of Louder Than Hell. Man, these guys like Axe gouging himself and gushing blood throughout every performance, like he did that for so- years. <laughs>
2: This may be a sidebar. Did you buy that book so you could prepare for like lecture for like you do for lecture book? Like, let's see what they say on no, this. No, I was
0: I received that as a gift from my dear friend Melanie McCallum in the study abroad office. Oh wow. And so, you know, I'd read pieces of it, but it had been a long time. So, you know, I whipped it out. It's, Tracy, it's my library. I have I had it available. I didn't have to get it. I had it available. But yeah, when I tried to read, like well, before we talked about Bathory and I made Buck sad. That's when uh like I read that section on black metal.
1: So the, yeah, this is an interesting band, but not only for that, uh, which I say again, kind of harkens back to the Iggy Pop or Gigi Allen performance uh, art, I guess. Uh, I would definitely say that for Iggy, not necessarily for Gigi, though that might be unfair. But there are other interesting things about this. Um, like I was talking to, to Buck and Tracy before we started recording about they initially wanted to do a jewel case for this album that would include a slime. And... The packages kept leaking, and then they found out that the slime was toxic, which is the most death metal thing ever. So they they pulled those.
0: <laughs> That's so fucking morbid angel. I can't even believe it. I'm surprised they didn't push the product out anyway.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And this is also around the time that they figured out that they were releasing all their albums in alphabetical order by title. And they had, had been, you know, coincidence on the first two, but by covenant, they had figured it out. So they just kept that motif going from here on out. Formula go so to the Flash,
0: <laughs> you know they go a little <laughs> apeshit with that formula by album
1: six. Yeah, well, I mean it gets hard, I'm sure. I mean if they so, but no, it's just this is. I mean, like Buck was saying earlier that even though this the the Pantera thing or the 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 Goth thing, um, not Goth thing Groove thing, this is an incredibly atmospheric album. And I don't think that it's a, by any means, I don't think that it's um, a concept album, but it is so cohesive with the, in my opinion, with the atmosphere that it builds up and just the cohesiveness from track to track.
0: I also think that the zeitgeist that they captured in the rotting carcass of Tampa is more in alignment with our current moment than it was in 1995. Like, this, all this shit about Rome's decay is too real right now. I'm not going to lie. Also, Covenant same. I'm like, oh, shit. Babylon crumbling around you. Not to, like, lay that on this, but it's weathered in an interesting way to me. Uh, That's probably fair. I mean, Morbid Angels, they've got this whole, especially Axelsof, sort of spirituality thing and are super well-read, and who even knows what they were trying to do here? Uh, but in terms of the rank crapulent just hypocrisy at the core of systems like this, I feel like they just, it's all laid bare here in a very atmospheric, trippy and admittedly somewhat groovy way that's well produced for death metal actually just period this album sounds good, it gets another thing not all albums produced in 95 sound that good now
2: no, and this album sounds, I'd say sounds great for some comparable death metal standards today I thought like I did. Their production's fantastic. I even argue.
0: No, Burns knew what he was doing. I mean, this was a well-oiled machine by this point. Um, But you know, in many ways, it came at a moment. It came at the moment where death metals like Crest was, whatever, crashing or you know waning, insofar as grunge was basically obliterating it. Uh, and, you know, Morbid Angel is one of the bands that survived. It's interesting how many of them did it. Obituary, Cannibal Corpse, like the sort of, I don't know how many of them were in total, that gaggle of Tampa bands, uh, they survived, but the entire sort of secondary and tertiary scene was exterminated by market forces after this. Um, so this, that's why I to this is sort of a Rococo or sort of Baroque death metal album, because it's right before uh, Grudge just obliterated death metal. Not it's not a one for one trade, but essentially in terms of what record companies wanted or were willing to pay for, like they were done.
1: I view it slightly differently, and not because I mean this was a release after the grunge had kind of come out. This I see this more as the a brief moment when record labels were flirting with extreme metal before they discovered corn and then went on the new metal ride.
0: I can see that too. So much money to be made. They're probably all at the same time. happening. And you're right, this is 95, admittedly. It's a bit a little bit late for that trajectory. But Death Metal was definitely in trouble by 1995. And I think New Metal finished it off. Yeah. Not not, I not The genre obviously continued to exist, and in Europe, exploded. But uh, Cannibal Corpse's unstoppable reign of terror uh, <laughs> as the sort of thing that Jim Carrey would personally request in movies and adjust film schedules for, that was done. Yeah. Uh, I do want to sort of give a shout out, though, to, you know, Morbid Angel, along with Chuck Schuldiner and Death and, you know, all these people, Obituary, really were trying to push harder further than Slayer. <laughs> like, it's uh, just a sort of, I always I try to a little bit of historical continuity, and I think they kind of achieved that. I mean, Morbid Angel's, I don't know, it's hard. Slayer's, Slayer's heavy in a very different way, but. Uh, This sort of search for extremity that occasionally got absurd. That's what I would argue about a cannibal corpse. But I think Warbird Angel has just uh, usually, I would say this album and the last one, and some of their later work too, really uh, figured out how to be that extreme but be technically proficient. You know, It's pretty clean. It's pretty listenable, especially this album. uh, And it's spiritually devastating. So I I don't listen to actually a lot of that much death metal anymore compared to what I used to. But this one... Uh, this album in covenant uh, i fucking love
3: i think one of the one of the main selling points of this album too and covenant especially is david david vincent actually pronunciates his vocals but he still sounds absolutely destructive you know, but you can actually understand every single word that's coming out of his mouth especially on this album
1: yes 100% will agree with that yeah,
2: yeah it helps that there's no cookie monster brr, 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 brr.
3: <laughs> but I mean, he's still, he's still well, and that, that, that deep, guttural tonal thing. But it's it's it, it so he's you can still hear every single syllable coming out of his mouth. I, I, I think that makes him stand apart as probably the best death metal vocalist
0: for my money. I would say is probably David Benson. I would do. And there was a whole beef between them, and it, well, really between everyone in that scene. <laughs> but I, they, uh, and Warbird Angel saw themselves as the most serious. But uh, in terms of vocals, I think he's the best. Yeah. Period. I think. I think
1: well, even I- when they put that. The best. Yeah, and even when they put that effect, that really wet um, reverb on where the slime live, to to make it sound like he was really super flimmy and everything. Even with that, you could really clearly hear the lyrics to the song and i just loved that that was so cool
0: yeah it reminded me when when we reviewed cannibal corpse i'm like wait i like death metal but wait i don't like this i mean not to make it just about that their lyrics are so absurd it's probably better (laughs) i don't understand that's what especially what chris barnes was saying but no i was spoiled by morbid angel they're just so fucking good and then of course the death metal that comes out of the world that tracy travels in i mean usually gonna <laughs> sham them all so the i just can't
2: yeah need to find you some proggy death metal
0: oh i'm sure you will i will i mean black crown Initiate, sort of in that vein a little bit i know it's not proggy enough i don't want to talk about this tracy you're gonna you're just gonna push it till I have a prog cardiac arrest or whatever happens. Yes. And you reach the prog 12th level. Till know.
2: your heart starts beating a polyrhythmic rhythms.
0: Exactly. And, that, <laughs> and that's what kills me. Um Yeah, the vocal, as a vocal, Stephen Jensen is amazing. And in terms of solos, fuck, dude. There there are a lot of them on here and they're very good. That they are. Which new metal and grunge didn't do as much with. So again, it sort of takes me back. I'm like, no, that's a fucking solo, melt your face off. You don't even need it in the song.
1: This is like the third one, we're doing it again, but here we're doing it. So, Tracy, do you or Buck have anything else you want to say about the album before we transition to songs?
3: Mm,
1: no, I do. <clears throat> well,
2: I do think the little like two interviews they have in the album kind of like a palette cleanser in a sense, mm. or almost are just kind of like pull back. They're interesting and they kind of fit, even though dreaming has a weird like early 90s computer video game sound to it but
0: yeah i mean that album cover was cutting edge rendering software in 1995 and now looks like shit (laughs) i think it's an awesome album cover i do too but i read i was reading some reviews and some people were horrified now that i know that slime was supposed to dump out of it and poison your sister it's like now it like really makes sense actually
2: we're going to kill you while you listen to us. Ah, damn it, Morbid <laughs>
0: Angel. Of course you are.
3: Uh, I think the only thing I really have to add is uh, I do think Eric Rutan and Trey, however you say his last name, make a great, great guitar rule. Cool. I think those two play well very, very well. Yeah. Indeed. Just because they shouldn't go together because they're both very songwriters, you know, more so than actual uh... yeah, I don't know the word I'm looking for, but I think they're an underrated guitar duo and I'd like to see more of them
1: together. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Yep. Uh, So yeah, now's the the part of the program where we talk about songs. And I'll just go ahead and go first since i am already got the mic open. Um, This is one of those where I won't say that I like every one of them, but there's not a bad track on here and some of them are actually really damn good. I already talked about Where the Slime Live. Dominate is a great opening track, in my opinion. I like both of the instrumentals. Caesar's Palace is so good, Um, and then Hate Work, man, as a closer, that track is just damn, damn, it's good.
0: Do you want to talk Tracy about before I say I like them all? I I, I was just (laughs) saying I think
2: this is awesome. Like uh, the first four tracks are, well, the first three before the first interlude are pretty great. In the, uh, with Dominate, Where the Slime Live, and Eyes to See, Eyes to Hear, and then Nothing to Fear After Interlude are pretty good. Uh, Caesar's Palace is pretty decent, and Work is a great closer as well.
3: Yeah, I think um, I'd agree with Ben. I don't think there's anything inherently bad on this album. Um, there's definitely some significant standouts. Uh, Dominate, um, as we mentioned, is absolutely lethal. I love that song. Um, same with Dawn of the Angry. To me, the standout tracks on this album are the fast, punishing songs that are, mm-hmm. you know, just vicious and fucking lethal. And that, thats what I want to hear from Morbid Angel. Things like Hate Work, Hate Work's great, but it's 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 just not what I turn on. Like I don't go to Morbid Angel to listen to stuff like that. Um, it's cool and everything, but to me, there's a couple really, really good standouts. and They're the fast, rapid, punishing songs, and the rest is just kind of just take it or leave it for me.
0: Yeah, I my some of my favorite songs are those fast, punishing songs. Dominate is one of the best openers I can think which,
3: of. Yeah, which I think I think with the, how well produced this album is, is you can really like
0: really brings out some of the subtleties
3: of some of those. like like just how tight and proficient indeed um, this band actually is, which is impressive, I think, and that's that's where it, this album shines for me is
0: Dawn of the Angry, especially. Yeah, that song. I, I wanted to give that song a shout out too. The other song I want to give a shout out to is Inquisition Burn With Me. That song is fucking badass. That song makes me want to be a heretic and torch things. Just <laughs> in terms of l- lyrically and just the imagery it uses, it is. To me, this album was going beyond where bands like Day Aside oh or Morbid Angel earlier were and sort of like, yeah, we like Satan because it's scary. And you're like, nah, no, let's. Let's talk about Albigensians and the king murdering us and being betrayed. What Alp was datesite on in 95?
3: Say it one more time what album was deicide on in 95
0: that's what? a good question because and deicide shifts a little bit too but i just feel like morbid angel more quickly evolved into yeah we're talking about dark shit but it's not just corny corny satanism yeah and that's maybe an unfair put down of deicide And now there you can add them to the list of people that are going to kick my ass when they run into me along with glenn danzig and all these other people but
2: when <laughs> uh, i gonna burn a cross
0: upside down in your head Exactly. I, uh, that. I feel like Morbid Angel had a m- earlier uh, than some of those other bands, a more sophisticated take on evil. That's what I think.
1: See, that's what I liked about Caesar's
0: Palace so much. Indeed. I mean, the line's dead on the last album, y'all. <laughs> it's But we're not reviewing that album, so this album's great. And Hate Work, I think, is... Well, I totally understand, because I think you... Book. Just hearing you talk about Bathory, I think you have other places to go for that fix more than I do. Yeah, the weird weird spooky caves of doom thing. But for me, this was like, yeah. I mean, you know i uh, I think it's a very effective closer. Like, it's like a book. Apparently, a slimy, toxic book. Yeah, like it.
3: I enjoy it too. I don't mean to. think it. It is cool song. It's just. It's. I want to hear. I
0: want to hear more of an angel fucking. So I, I get that. No, I totally get that. <laughs> and you don't have to apologize because I could hear the pain in your voice when I gave Bathory. I don't even remember what like, <laughs> I Not an angel. You were like, I'm really hurt right now. I'm like, shit, I don't even know this guy. and I want to <laughs> Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> so, but yes, I agree. The songs that I really, really like are precisely the ones where they are do- like Pete the Commando Sandifal has entered your home and is killing everyone, mm-hmm. which and is the- Dawn of the Angry and Dominate and yeah, Inquisitions really. like that too.
1: And for the record, Diazide was on Once Upon the Cross. Yeah,
0: uh, Yeah, that sounds right. I mean, I get it. It's Some people really swear by it, but I just never liked them or Obituary or Cannibal Corpse as much as I liked Morbid Angel. And I think now we should grade it. Let's grade it. Tracy, D-minus. No, <laughs> no, no.
2: I'm actually going to give it a B plus.
0: Fuck yeah, you are.
2: Solid album. I'm going to throw it in a pile to come back to more and more. It was my first experience of Morbid Angel. I'm interested see what David has in store for us next time with him. But definitely, it's album one we'll come back to. Cool.
1: Um, I'm going to give this an A. I mean, it, it, Death Metal doesn't get much better than this.
0: I, shockingly, given other rankings, agree with Ben 100%. <laughs> yeah, I think this album is an A. I'm not going to go as far as an A+, because I admit... um. There's a little bit of filler here, just a littlest bit. <laughs> and, you know, um, I actually don't give a lot of A pluses, but this album is a very solid A and it's fantastic. Yeah, Death Metal doesn't get much better than this. I think if this was put out by any other band than Morbid Angel, I'd be,
3: i consider a higher grade for it, probably in the B plus area, but considering this is Morbid Angel and coming, coming off of the of Covenant and what's coming next with formulas and gateways, I I'm going to be a little bit harder on Morbid Angel this one. To me, this is a C-plus album. There's two or three amazing songs, and the rest is just pretty good.
0: That's fair. A lot of the album rankings by people, which I always look at, feel that way. That's yeah. why I opened with, I feel like this album is, is a bit maligned, but I get it. It's not for everyone. Yeah, It's it still fucking Morbid Angel. Yeah. <laughs> Those songs yeah. that are good are so good. Yeah, I can
3: feel bad judging an album based on what's coming nah. around it and stuff, but like when when you're when you're as talented as Morbid Angel, you kind of yeah, you, it's you're gonna be subjected to what you've done in the past more so than some other bands. I felt that fair.
0: no, I, I mean, feel I, that I, way when we got into the Paradise Lost at a certain level. Like I knew so much of their shit, and there were so many albums that were so good. I was like, eh, this one really isn't as good as these seven other albums.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think, I mean, think that that's a, a fair okay. way to that's do it. Fair. I try not to compare a band to its own discography that much i mean i do it a little bit that's one of the reasons this doesn't get made plus because i do think morbid angel has better albums but there's also just the fact that if i compared this to all the other death metal albums that came out in 95 and i don't have the list in front of me i would still think this is one of the best death metal albums of that year so
3: yeah but i think the way i'm thinking of it though too is 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 morbid angel put out Probably the death metal album in Alters of Madness. Like to me, that is the art, sure. death metal right there. So it's you're kind of to me, if they're kind of consigned to living up to that, I maybe mean, it's an unfortunate reality in my mind. I hate to admit it, but it's 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 every album I listen to from Marvin Annals is like, well, where does it stand
1: compared to Alters of Madness? And oh, that's, that's, true. that's fair, I mean, you know, that's practice, that's why we have more than one voice on here grading things. They're, yeah, they're, for sure. it's a
3: it's a bias i have and i own up to it so it's...
0: <laughs> well, i feel that way about covenant because that's the one i came in on that always happens like the first slayer album i got my claws into was seasons mm-hmm. not actually um rain blood so no it affects you how you understand them yeah. Like the thing yeah. you got first and what it did so i'm so... really
2: the only one to came in here with fresh eyes then and
0: like,
1: yeah Ooh. it's just you did,
2: new and shiny
1: you were the tracy
0: yep It's not prog metal. I don't know it. It's not prog metal. That's that's one thing. It's not that.
1: At all. Yeah. At all. It's tactical. I would, would, Kate, can make an argument. Well, it is technical, and I can make an argument that for the subgenre and the time, it was progressive, but it's not proggy. Yeah, it's not. (laughs) Cool. Well, so what are we doing next time, Tracy?
2: Next time, we are doing Curse the Sky by Iron Griffin.
1: Talk about a complete change in style.
2: Oh yeah, We're I mean I haven't
1: it. listened to it yet, but uh, that sounds like some power metal.
2: Oh, uh, it's it's more that wave of traditional metal that's starting to float around. So it's it's closer to the Traveler than it is.
1: Okay. Iron. Okay. Mm. Well, hopefully they don't disappoint me like the last Traveler album did,
2: or Haunt, or etc. Mind et cetera. Freeze, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> Any of those retro bands that are trying to do what was awesome and. 1984. <laughs> we'll find out. We will indeed. Well, thank you again for joining us, Buck. I really do appreciate your time and your yeah. perspective. Thank you for having me. I always, I always love coming on. We always love having you. And uh, we'll catch you next time on the D- 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 Metal Reviews. <laughs>